Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A big wedding, the sound of music, and oh my god, the clothes. This is episode 6 and 7 of Four Weddings and a Funeral, right here at AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, AfterBuzzers! Welcome back! This is the Four Weddings and a Funeral After Show. I am one of your hosts, Nikki Bailey. I am joined to my right, left, <laughs> Marielle Turner. Hey, guys. Uh... We are also joined by our very gorgeous Eric Sinsley. What's up, guys? And our amazing special guest, Mr. Salvador Perez. Hey, everybody. Guys, Salvador is the costume designer for Four Weddings and a Funeral. Y'all, we about to talk about it. <laughs> I cannot tell you how excited I am about this. The clothes on this show blow my mind. Amazing. Ugh. Okay, so look. We're going to jump right in. We're covering two episodes and a guest interview today. We have a lot to get through. <sighs> Keep breathing. <laughs> Guys, general impressions of the two episodes. Where do we think about where we are in the story right now? Um, I'm really loving it. I, I'm glad there was some progress, especially in episode seven when it comes to Maya and Cash. Um, it's been long awaited. So <laughs> for that to finally flourish, um, I'm super excited about it. Lots of kissing. We got some nudity in episode seven, <laughs> um, which I, I was not expecting. And I feel like I could predict the next weddings, but I'm not going to say just yet. Right. Well, we'll hold off until yes. our predictions. Salvador, you know where the story's going. Yes. But do you want to comment on episode six <laughs> and seven at all? Like, just give us a little. Um, I, I think the show is called Four Weddings and a Funeral, so. My one of my points as a costume designer was worried about the weddings, and so on top of everything else I had to do on the show and all of the clothes they had, there was always a wedding in every block. So <laughs> it's sort of like the two of them are down. It's just like, whew. yes. <laughs> so we've already had two weddings and a funeral. And a funeral, sadly. So we are we're still owed two weddings, and I'm about it. So let's talk about episode six, entitled "Lights, Camera, Wedding." So Zara came back. And <laughs> Craig and Zara got married. It was ridiculous. And Very. I loved every second. It was insane. I'm just like, of course this was sponsored by Hotels.com. <laughs> yes. Because how else could you have, like, these crazy ice sculptures and their cake? Like, it was just so over the top. But I think because it's reality TV, or supposed to be, yes. it's very fitting. <laughs> and we shot that for uh, 10 days. I mean, it was a wow. big... Because wow. we shot the exterior, and of course, you shot the exterior before you shot the interior, and it was like 30 degrees, and I have girls in strappy gowns and extras, and it was the coldest day we were... The coldest three nights of shooting. And then like two weeks later, we shot the interior, and it was beautiful and sunny and perfect. Of course. Mm. Yeah, but as, we also shot as, it, it, as it goes. Yeah, and we shot it in, you know... a. a 
ancient home that was uh, Queen Elizabeth lived there when she was a little girl. Wow. And we have this massive train and veil, and it took like 12 customers across literally a, a dirt moat then to get it on to set and then unravel it each time. The drama of it all, <laughs> I am here for it. My rom-com cliche favorite of that of the wedding was when they were talk when Zara and Craig were talking about the guest list and it was a total <laughs> Sex in the City the movie moment between Big and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, and Agreed. And then during the wedding, the funniest part to me was when production would step in and, du- <laughs> and, and say, cut! And the, the dancers... The what are they called? The stand-ins. The stunt doubles. The stunt doubles. Yes, that was awesome. And then the part when Duffy was giving his toast and Ainsley showed up. Yes, and yeah. one then, and then the production, um, the director of the show was like, and we will cut that out in post. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so oh, so much good stuff to talk about in this episode. Let's just really quickly hit our main characters so that we can just see where we are with them. Maya. And Duffy. Guys, first of all, I I wasn't here to talk about last week's episode, but I want you all to know that I was freaking out with the whole letter in the pocket thing. I am really glad that he found out. Like, I'm, I'm glad that someone was honest with him. Someone was able to help him see that that was not his letter. And it was Gemma. And it was Gemma. Of course. She's always, like, the character of honesty, I yeah. feel like. She's not, she's There's very no cutthroat. There's no filter. <laughs> mm-hmm. No filter. I love Gemma. I think she is one of my favorite characters because she's so unexpectedly wonderful, unexpectedly witty. Um, and Salvador, earlier today, when we were when we first met, was saying that, you know, she's she's like the, the dowager on, on Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's like the young dowager, and it's so fitting. I love it. I love her. I, what did you guys think? think of the whole... One of the things that I thought was so super hilarious was when um, uh, Zara said to Maya, you can't be a a bridesmaid because you're too pretty. I don't want another Pippa situation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about, since we have the costume designer here, let's talk about like the blingosity of the wedding, right? The blingosity... Was there anything for you guys that you were just like... I mean, it was all... It was all over the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was you wonderful. Know? Was there anything that you were like, uh, what? I can't believe it. I think having the hotels.com yes. on her dress... And I would love if you could like explain that a bit. Cause I get this call from the production. They're like, how long is the veil of the, tr- of the dress? I'm like, I-, I don't know, 20 feet. They're like, no, it's got to be the exact length of the... Of the I'm like, what? What's going on? And they didn't give me all the details. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, by the way, there's got to be a logo put on. I'm like, what? So it was sort of like piecemeal. But of course, we got sponsored by hotels.com. And part of the deal is that we had to have Captain Obvious and their logo featured in the show. And then I remember a conversation with Mindy about the wedding. I'm like, oh my god, this is totally my fault. Priyanka Chopra got married to one of the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the videos of that? Yeah. yeah. That train? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I want to do that for the wedding. <laughs> but with, with cherubs. And then Mindy's like, and it should have a logo. I'm like, yeah, a logo. I'm like, oh my god, this is totally my fault. <laughs> so they sold, the, you know, they sold a, an advertising sponsor on it. And it, wow. it dictated oh, wow. how we did it. What Priyanka should have thought of. She should have had sponsors for yes. her wedding as well. <laughs> Come on, get it together, people. And, and originally, I don't know if you even saw them on camera, there's two cherubs at the back of the train. Yes, we saw them. There were supposed them. to be six. Oh, wow. And then there's no room for them. <laughs> and then 
if you have a video on my Instagram of us with the train in my big warehouse that was huge and the train is beautiful and it flows beautifully on cement not so beautifully on carpet mm-hmm. and so we did the first take and she's like I can't move. And so <laughs> then we like brought it because we didn't have any more cherubs. So I brought in the cherubs and the bridesmaids to, to haul that train down the aisle. Wow! Wow! Oh, oh my gosh! That it was so it was so insane, but so um, it it was so exactly what reality television should be, and mm-hmm. so exactly what a television yeah. show about like the cliches of rom com should be, and it was done so beautifully and magnificently. But I want to talk about I want to talk a little bit about where the characters go in this episode because we've got um, Craig and Zara getting married, which is awesome, and we were we were shipping them. We knew they were going to get back together. But what about Bashir and Fatima? It's very sweet. I'm here I, for it. I yeah, I'm here for it. I was not expecting it at first. But then it just kind of makes sense. She's, you know, the pretty, smart girl, and he's kind of the goofy but funny guy, and opposites attract. And mm-hmm. it, it just worked. Yeah. I and Okay, so I have a thing for Guz Khan, who, who plays Bashir. He's an amazing comedian. He's so brilliant. I was shit from the very first. I was like, they're going to be together. <laughs> I just knew it. Oh, you knew it? Really? I just knew it, yeah. I wouldn't say the... I would say maybe by... Like halfway through that courtship, I was like, mm, clearly she's not going to be with Cash. And it seems like they just had a chemistry, yeah. you know, like their personalities meshed way more, I think. So. And his first, him with, with, with the grandmother, with, with Nami, like, come on, you yeah. get on a woman's grandmother's good side. That's yeah. happening. Yeah, that's all you need. You're yeah. good after that. And, and you feed her cake, come on. I'm saying, that helps, right? <laughs> I was also surprised, though, how Fatima told Cash that she wasn't feeling it. I forget exactly what what she, what she said, but saying something like you zone out or she I mean she kind of <laughs> you're, kind of a, you're kind of a loser. Yeah, she's exactly like, what she said. Said, she says she you're moody. She wasn't holding back. Yeah. She's like no. you're moody and I yeah, like I loved it. But she's never held back. Even like the first time she met mm-hmm. him, you know, like we all know about your drama. We know the team. And and I think that's great about her is that, you know, there's this modern Muslim girl in London who is just like this is life and I'm going to call you on your stuff. Yeah. And yet wants to do the traditional way, but is still just as modern just as sort of um, opinionated as any other modern woman. So I love that. And I love that we're seeing so many um, positive portrayals of Muslims in in television on Hulu. So, all right, Hulu. (laughs) Do the damn thing. (laughs) So let's talk about Ainsley not going to the wedding and Bryce being the one who calls her out on it. I mean, she... That's the second character of the show who has not initially wanted to show up for something it was Maya for the funeral Mm -hmm. and it always seems like Duffy is the one who encourages what needs to happen and what the right thing is to do but you're right it, it is eventually Bryce who convinces her to go and she went and painted covered Still looking, still looking fabulous. She looked beautiful. She looked gorgeous. I mean, look, it was like that whole like, well, she has to look sloppy but fabulous. Right. It's a four hundred dollars scarf in her hair, you know. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I think it was like pig and thistle, some like fabulous scarf from Joseph's in Notting Hill. 
I want to just hang out in your closet. I just, <laughs> oh my god! It's all at Ainsley at Rebecca's house. Oh, <laughs> <I> want, <laughs> did she really? A lot. The, the nicest compliment I got is that all of the cast bought their clothes. They didn't wow. let them take all of it, but even like the studio's like, we've never had this before. I'm like, you're welcome. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and 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 both. Um, um, Nikesh and Brandon wore the suits they bought from the show to premieres. Wow! Like, not they like this is the nicest suit I have at home. I'm like, you know, and even and, and I went to dinner with um, an athlete the other day, and she was wearing all the jewelry. She took all the jewelry. Wow! That is a big testament. To that wear really it. is. That is the nicest compliment you can get is when they because after wearing it for months and months, they still want to take it home. Yeah. You guys are getting all the scoop. All the scoop, <laughs> right. man. So Duffy, of course, falls apart, loses it. Gemma is the one who sort of says, I don't think this letter is for you. And then Duffy goes back into the wedding and sees that Cash and Maya are arguing. Having a moment. Yeah. And he knows. So, at this point, were you thinking it's going to go down tonight? Like, something's going to, like, I don't know. I felt like, I was thinking, all right, Duffy is, like, obviously seeing what's going on here, is he gonna, like, confront her? So I felt like when Duffy meets her out, meets Maya in front of the the, the wedding, the wedding yeah. I thought he was gonna, you know, really confront her. I was actually a little disappointed that that he didn't. At the end of the night? At the end of the wedding. Well, I, I mean, mean, he did. He but, did. But, but they're not, still friends, and they've been friends for yeah. a long time, so it's like, if you hate her and never want to see her again, that's one thing, but mm-hmm. I think that there's this long term you know there's right. a, this is family yeah I don't know he, he did he calls her out on it tells her that he yeah. knows and and she's asking him to come back Duffy yeah. Duffy and he keeps going so yeah, I guess he did he was obviously butthurt as <laughs> as one would he be he was butthurt <laughs> I mean he realized it giving that awful toast mm-hmm. so. yeah <sighs> yeah I liked though that he did mention Ainsley in that conversation Ooh. just because as much as I love little jab. Yeah, like as much as I love Cash and Maya, we can't forget that like Ainsley is a part of that scenario yeah. as well. So but yeah, he was definitely in his feelings about it. That was an ouchy moment when mm-hmm. he was like, I would never do that to Ainsley. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Oh I'm not man. Picking you, yeah, I'm not picking you. I'm picking you. Oh, man. So, okay. The sad singles table. Gemma. <laughs> Gemma Maya. and Maya at the sad singles table. And you didn't get to see the other six sad single ladies that we, I got to dress badly. We got to see only a couple of them, yeah. but I was like, I'm I was the one with the like I just saw myself in these sad single ladies. The one with the the purple like feathery thing yeah. oh, around yeah. her. I was like, Yeah, that's my fashion taste. I would I would but it was, and it's all written specifically, like one girl is FaceTiming with her goldfish. I mean it was you know, <laughs> and that's all Mindy. Mindy's hysterical. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that so much. So, who else do we need to cover in this episode? Because I want I feel like I'm like pushing us quickly through this because I want to spend real time with Salvador, but I also don't want to like miss anything important. I th- I think basically we're continually to see that Cash and Maya are something. having something mm-hmm. and then I think we transition into episode seven. Yeah, definitely. I also thought it was a really lovely moment when uh, Maya and Gemma are having that conversation, and Gemma admits how sad she was that she was missing Quentin. Yeah, and um, and pointing out the guy in the Beetlejuice suit, mm. you know. So, like, I thought that was a really like even in the midst of her sadness, she's still witty and hilarious and able to make you know pointed convert you know mm-hmm. conversation. Conversation. Gotta so, love her. I love Gemma. <laughs> 
She's that like best friend. She's like that friend who you're like a little afraid of how catty she is, but also love it. You want yeah, to sit next tell- to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his demo. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I haven't figured out if he's Ainsley or Maya yet, though. Mm. Oh. Mm. We actually talked about this. We talked about, like, we need to figure out who we are. Who's which, who? which Who's who on the show. So you're not sure if he's an Ainsley or a Maya? Eric, do you feel more Ainsley or Maya? <laughs> I've, I could see both. Maya's a little bit more quiet and tamed. And Ainsley's... Decorative price- yet practical. There you have it. There it is. Mm. How about you, Mario? Oh, that's hard. I would say I'm probably... Oh, but see, Maya slept with a married man. I don't know if I... That's crossing the line for me. I have to think about it, honestly. All right. I have to give it some thought. I'm pretty sure I'm Duffy. I don't... <laughs> I want to be Ainsley. Like, I want to... I want the whole fierceness of her whole entire situation. But in reality, there's just enough crazy... And sentimentality here, I'm all Duffy all the way. Yeah, but you got some feistiness too. You got some Ainsley feisty I do, but, traits. But I can't pull off that skirt. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, episode seven was entitled The Sound of Music. The Hills Are Alive. Which, by the way, I was in that show in the fourth grade. <laughs> Who were you? Lethal. I was someone not nearly as important. I was a puppet and I was a tumbler at the. The fair, the street it's fair, so whatever. Cute. So in the scene with the puppets, but I know all the songs. The, the lady, the lady, the lady, the lady. You were one of the. Yep. You were one of the oh, oh yeah! Oh my Taking god, I love back. it. Yep. Is there video of this? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll get you some video, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call Eric's mom. So episode seven. So Cash gets cast in an ep- in a, a community theater production of The Sound of Music, which was his theater back when he was a kid. That helped him realize that he loved acting. So we saw a few episodes back that you know Cash on stage, and he's such a great as a kid, and he's such a great actor. Um, and I love that. He gets this role, and he not only dives into like his acting thing, but he also is taking care of the community. And yeah. so he creates this fundraising video to get people interested, mm-hmm. and he sends it to Maya, among other people, but he sends it to Maya. Which she watches and then closes the laptop, and then later on he sends another one. And you can just see it in her eyes that she's she's smitten. I, I feel like he can't resist. Like I kind of, I feel like he's painting himself as like forbidden fruit and kind of like hanging in front of my yeah. face. Like you know, you want this. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how I felt about that scene. I do too, but I'm okay with it. Like I feel like I feel like he knows they're meant to be, and I, this is what I'm saying: they're meant to be. He knows they're meant to be, destiny. and <laughs> it's destiny. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm gonna just go ahead and push it, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I loved it. I think um, I think that, well, we won't get ahead of ourselves. Okay, so let's talk about poor Duffy. Bless his little heart. The Duffster? The Duffster. He gave himself a makeover and went shopping. Okay. But yeah. before, the Blazer. But yeah. before blazer. he did that, before he did that, he was house-sitting for Duffy, for Gray, oh, for right. Craig. 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 And, and he was and on a bender. <laughs> was on a bender. He was hurting. Yeah, and I love that the reason that Gemma finds out that he was on a bender is that she looks at her son's <laughs> test that has ridiculous questions on it. And she goes to confront him, sees that he's all like a mess. 
She then goes and reports Duffy to... To the headmaster. Yeah. The headmaster. He then gets in trouble, and then Tabby has to come and monitor him in, in class. He needed it, honestly. Yeah. Like, you need somebody to... You know, that's what friends are for. Yeah. Like, hey, you gotta stand up on your own two feet. Yeah, and like, Gemma told him, you need to get your shit together. And I love that she said... You know, I've had eggs in my refrigerator longer than this relationship. Because, you know, perspective. Perspective is key. <laughs> that was a great line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really great line. But he got he gets himself together. I did really enjoy the argument that Tabby and Duffy had in Latin in classroom. That, that really... I got a D in Latin when it was all said and done, but I do remember some of it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really amazing. Maya... Um, Maya is really hating her new job Mm -hmm. or hating her job and she's looking for a new job and she makes a phone call in the bathroom have you guys ever done that to a hunter um not in the bathroom but i have had opportunity calls in a workplace setting before i I really step outside the office to like take those kind of calls i have had so many phone interviews in bathroom stalls it's not even like i was like that is so real she Mm -hmm. said 60 percent of our our yeah (laughs) yeah Definitely. I was like, that's a real moment. I was like, thanks for bringing that up, putting that out in public, Mindy. So for, the, for those of us who were walking around afraid to admit that we have job interviews in the bathroom. Um, so, so, uh, so Maya doesn't want to, she, she knows that Andrew wants to, you know, up, revamp his image because they go out to a dance club. They go out to a gay club. G-A-Y. G-A, a gay club. <laughs> And no, it's um, called GAY. It's called it's a G-A-Y. real club in London called GAY. Really? Is it really? Yeah. I was wondering no, if that was real. Like, that's, it's like, it's, it's so like, obvious. why did you say GAY? No, no, no. That's the name of the club. Was it's that a, it's a, a real place. It's a national club. What about was that the actual club? That the actual club that we shot on a Monday, and boy, was it smelly during the day. <laughs> oh, like, you have to be really smoky and drunk to enjoy it at night, but during the day, it was not cute. <laughs> I, I thought what was so great about, I, first of all, Tony 2 <sighs> is a dream. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. Just Love a him. dream. Nathan. And so, and so, so the, that he confronted Andrew and, and told him, like, look, everybody calls you LB, LBGT, LBGT Rex. Rex. Mm-hmm. Which, just as an actor, I'm thinking about how hard that must have been to say, because I couldn't even say it. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, that's really hard. <laughs> um, but then I was like, wait a minute. It's something happening between Tony and Andrew. Mm-hmm. That yeah. And I, I was happy to see that because I know one of the critiques that I've read about the show is that there was no gay or LGBTQ relationship. I know, like, and the, the whole time I'm like, hold on. Yeah, like, give <laughs> Show's it time. not over. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so I was happy that, you know, it is in the show and people can stop complaining about that because it, it's very much there. It's also, I think, such a such a, an interesting relationship where you have this conservative gay uh, parliamentarian what are they called politician there? politician mm-hmm. and and you know Tony who's like like I am a black fabulous you know gay dude and and like the one of the things I think we're struggling with in this country is how do we have civil conversations when we disagree and so that you have this really interesting chemistry between people who are on opposite sides of poli- of their political ideas I, I think that's a really beautiful thing to see on mm-hmm. television right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the push that Andrew needed to open up and change his political ideas, and, yeah. which he did. And to take to take a risk, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I and Maya jumps on the opportunity. She's like, "Let's remake your image." And then here comes Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, who 
Okay, so Marcus is played by Jamie Dimitru. I'm not sure. Yes. He's also on another show that I love called Fleabag, and so I just want I want him to just stand there. I love him. Jamie, I love you. He's um, so handsome. Is he he's like so six foot handsome. three and just I mean, he plays this like schlubby guy, but he's so handsome. He basketball. really is. And even on the other show, he plays a sort of not attractive dude, but he's a hot he's a guy. Hottie. So um <laughs> but he actually pushes for them to end up in the community center where Cash is play is being is happening because he knew mm-hmm. he knew cash was going to be there but then they go and of course and andrew loves it and so i don't know if i were maya like I, I, she wanted to be there do you think she could have backed out do you think she could have found a way to be like no i really can't do this i mean she would have lost her job yeah i don't think yeah. so no, he kind of threatened her yeah. yeah yeah and you know it wouldn't have been as fun if she'd not been there mm. that's true exactly <laughs> that's true i i I think that um, I want I want it to be easier. Like <laughs> I want I want I want them to get together more easily. And so um, and I feel like the sound of music as the backdrop for a romance <laughs> is so wonderfully rom y cliche that like it just made me happy. Like I was literally singing along with the sound of music. I loved it. Oh yeah, yeah. So here for it. And she falls in love with him when he's singing the final song. I mean, it's. The ultimate rock. Which he sang beautifully, by the way. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this voice. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last five minutes of the show. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta see it. Okay, guys. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna admit that I didn't get to see the last five minutes of the show. I know what happens. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about what happens. And I'm going to watch it and I will comment under the show. So, guys, let's get to that moment for a minute and talk about... What were you feeling in that moment? Like, what were you like? What was happening for you? Were you squealing? Well, I was. You haven't seen it, but Bashir is kind of watching it from a top because he he's you know directing or he's in charge of the lighting. The lights. And, he's not doing well. Yeah. And you see them in the background. It's all they're outlined in a shadow. They're backstage. Oh, like Love Actually. Yeah. yeah. But Maya mm-hmm. is the one that really initiated the kiss. I mean, you could tell it was happening, but she gave the first peck. It's like that forbidden fruit thing. Eventually, yes. you know, she had to take a bite. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it. <laughs> like, I think they're so cute, and it's about time. I'm not sure how that's going to work out in terms of Ainsley and the drama that I'm sure is on its way, but... Well, let's talk about Ainsley. I mean, Ainsley goes to the botanical... Is it a botanical garden? Botanical garden, Mm -hmm. yes. With Bryce, Mm -hmm. because her job decorating his home ends, but he wants to keep her around. To to do his garden. To do his garden, which (laughs) she knows nothing about. And as opposed to taking him to Home Depot or Lowe's, she goes to the most beautiful botanical garden in all of London. Right. (laughs) Which is not in any way romantic. No. No. (laughs) But I love their whole little exchange about, like, their most Texas moments Mm -hmm. and the Texas first kiss. Do you think Ainsley was wrong? Like, what was her deal walking away from him? She's scared. I don't know. I think she felt guilty because she's got her little... She's also still gun-shy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she, you know, she was hurt by Cash, and it's easier to date this, like, you know, guy who's clearly... Lacking a knowledge department. Honey, he was not lacking in my world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, wait. Let's just press pause and talk about Garrett oh, and that pretty booty. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, you, you guys saw episode five and we did Love Chalet. Yes. And just said that they were wearing Speedos. 
And I'm like, well, it's going to be freezing. And it was London. And so every day as I'm going to work freezing, I'm like, how am I going to get actors to set from the trailer to the set? They're going to free. Uggs. So we bought everybody Uggs. And then I'm like, wait, they have to have, oh my God, we're going to do Speedos, Uggs, and Scarves. And my, and, then, <laughs> and then he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, no, it's going to be fabulous. But then I needed to put it on somebody to sell the idea. So my very first fitting was Richard Fleishman. Wow. And he walks in and I hand him the tiniest pink Speedo and Uggs and a scarf. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking, I mean, this is genius. <laughs> and it just, he saw, once I showed those pictures to everybody, they're like, yes, do more of this. So then the girls started coming in and it was bikinis and fur coats and, and it just, it, so absurd, but it's so Genius. delicious yeah. on camera. So wonderful, Turned out so yeah. well. But I, so I give to- total credit to like had Richard not been my first fitting and he'd not sold it, I wouldn't have gotten away with it. Wow, it was that one of your Instagram pictures was you. You were like you hold up a little a little bikini thing for someone and you're like I made this for an actor today and he looked at it and was like what was that was that that <laughs> that was for today's nude scene. Oh my god, you totally remember that. Yeah. That was for the nude scene because I remember like I had we like there's I can't even use the words on. Lie because they sort of sound like naughty words, but they're technical words of what we give actors to put on for these nude scenes to cover the front area, right. or depending on what it is. And so, like, I had a, and he and you, and you like walk in with this, and they're always horrified. Like, and I'm like, it's completely professional. There's three of us here to help. But yes, that was it. Oh my god! Because I was like, I was like, the whole for Garrett's booty. <laughs> <laughs> It was a pausable moment. Did you pause? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get all in your business. I, I sent him a gift. I paused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So, um, but Ainsley's, you know, she's she's not slumming it. I don't want to say slumming it with Garrett, but he's an idiot. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful idiot. Like a um, golden retriever. Yeah. Yes. Perfect <laughs> analogy. Yeah. Um, so I and I love that, but the moment with Bryce in the botanical garden, it was like she's in that beautiful floral high low skirt thing with the green jacket. I want, Ted Baker. I want everything that <laughs> and she the wears headband in the, show. the crystals. I mean it was just amazing. Gorgeous. But it was a beautifully romantic moment and she walked away and I was like, No, she was freaked out. I know. Yeah. She had those feelings, and she was freaked, and soon after, she ends up breaking it off, and I think they're going to end up together. Yeah, I think... I could, and that's where it's going. Maybe that's, like, the final Did lighting. you see... Did you read Garrett's text? Yeah, though, the you up? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she says no, and then he's like, Ainsley, Ainsley, you up? And she says no, and then he's like, Caroline, you up? She's like, it's still me. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, he's man. just booty I just Such realized, here's the challenge with the show. It's a romantic comedy over many episodes, whereas usually when you're watching a romantic, a rom-com movie, you get your payoff faster, mm-hmm. and now it's like spread over ten mm-hmm. episodes, and I'm like, I need them to kiss! But that's how they keep us engaged <laughs> yes. and wanting yes. more, I mean... I know, but it's just making me a little crazy, because <laughs> I want it to all happen, like, right now! Okay, I love that Craig Craig and Zara have everyone over to look at their honeymoon pictures <laughs> that are all filthy, apparently. I would love to know what, like, the sex in the omelet line moment. I, <laughs> how do you do that? I just, what are the, what are the logistics of sex in the, in the omelet line? They're hot and heavy. You know, I love it though. Yeah, I feel at this point we can't expect anything less from Zara. I mean, she's giving us all millennial, over the top. (laughs) You know, she's wonderful. 
And then we have Gemma packing lunch for her son. I love that scene. With caviar. She picks up a bottle of champagne, thinks better of it, puts it in a juice box. <laughs> <laughs> well, she ordered out to, like, you know, some fabulous delivery place. It comes in a basket, and she's, like, being the mom. And right. Puts it in, in, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk. Let's really talk to our friend Salvador. Because we we have questions. We have pictures. We need to talk about some things. So let's talk about the two Tonys who work in Ainsley's shop. Um, so there's 21, Tony 2. Tony 1 gets fired. Tony 2 stays around, is about to have this really wonderful thing go down with Andrew. We didn't talk about that. Real quick. Andrew comes to the shop to ask Tony 2 out. Oh, yeah. And he rejects. Tony rejects at first. Yeah. I thought that was a really classy move. Yeah. I'm here like I'm here for it. I think like I said, it's important to have that representation on the show and sometimes opposites attract. So yeah. I think that's the case of what's happening with yeah. them. And I loved I love the dignity with which Tony was like, I'm not doing mm-hmm, this girl. to make you feel better. Yeah. But it wasn't until Andrew walked away where Tony realized, okay, maybe his intentions... Well, it was when they're at the party and Tony asks Maya. Yeah. Tony and Maya are talking and Maya's like, no, he oh, yeah, he yeah. cares about your opinion. Mm-hmm. You changed and, and you changed mm-hmm. something for him. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. Because I love what I love so much about that, too. It's like it's interracial, intergenerational, interpolitical party. Like, I mean, it's so... And Mindy talks about the diversity of this cast and because of who our leads are. But then I'm like, there was a whole other level to it because with 22... And Andrew, and as a brown gay man, it was beautiful to see this. And I remember, like, I would watch dailies and just cry because it's so mm. beautiful oh, wow. and it's so beautifully done. And I can't say anything else. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my god! Come back. <laughs> okay, you guys come back. That might be one of the weddings. That- oh! Not, not, not. not anyway. <laughs> Okay, we you okay? Let's get to the yeah. Okay, let's get because to the costuming. we you, yes. we're going to talk to Salvador when you when we're done, guys. We're going to see what we can get him to tell us. We might have to torture him a little bit, but I'll do what I have to do for my TV. <laughs> I'm sure MGM and Hulu are right outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pull up the picture of Tony too. He's got the beautiful floral suit on. Uh. Um, I am living for this outfit. Okay, this is one of my favorite looks of the entire show. Um, it's the day that Ainsley says uh, she asked the two Tonys to come in and Tony Two's like well I wasn't doing anything obviously because he's <laughs> like look at me what what was he coming from what well, was the event was he was coming from that it was a white tuxedo and so I bought a white tuxedo and it just you put it on him I'm like he could be anywhere mm-hmm. and I said it has to be over the top and what and what do fabulous gay men in London do but go to like fabulous parties so I found this and it doesn't I mean like the hat is custom I actually bought an extra vest so that I can make the custom bow tie it was all about like taking this very basic piece and making it fabulous and Mindy fought me on it and she's like oh it's too over the top and I'm like no the line is clearly I wasn't doing anything it had to be spectacular it couldn't just be a white tuxedo and so this is just me wanting to put a floral suit on somebody and (laughs) and it looks fabulous it works and down to can we see the shoes that he's wearing please 
Can we see the gold shoes? The gold oh, those shoes. Ooh, I'm loving it. That is a religious moment for me. Hallelujah, <laughs> and Jesus. I could not find a pink top hat, so I took a white one and spray painted it in the office. I got yelled at. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. it paid off. It no. really did pay. Okay. And I have silver shoes very similar to that. Um, I feel validated now. <laughs> and I wanted, if you look at the Tony Twos, they both had to be individual characters, and Tony. One is like plaid suits and kilts and very sort of avant-garde. And I wanted Tony Two to be... If you look at the silhouettes and just describe the pieces, he dresses just like Andrew does. But there's color and pattern. Oh, wow. That is so they, If you look, they're always the three-piece oh suit. It's a. Bl- it's exactly... My whole concept was that they dress exactly the same, but they're just... He uses color and pattern, and Andrew's very concerned. Wow. Which even gives extra weight to Andrew's line, I'm not going to be spoken to by somebody in a mess shirt. Shop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Salvador, and you better stop with this genius. You better <laughs> stop. I mean, look, as a costume designer, it's storytelling. So it's like a lot of times writers will put in something very... You know, they don't have a, the, the fashion vocabulary that I have as a costume designer. So I'll take like, what did you, what is your intent? Okay, now let me make it fabulous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your basic intent, but we don't do basic. So let's make it fabulous. So Mario, what was your favorite look? Um. Okay. So I was so in love with the dress that Maya wore to Craig and Zara's wedding. <laughs> Stunning, stunning, and I just had to know like the background and how you found this piece. Um, I, you know, it. I was shopping. It had you, you, this whole thing is like there's four weddings, and so they have to dress for each of the weddings, and then it's not her wedding. It's supposed to be about Zara. Zara has the most elaborate gown in the world. Then I have to have her and everybody else, and how do you make them all look different? So it started with color. Like, what what are the different color and Ironically, the red one-shoulder dress she wears to the dinner party, the engagement dinner, was actually a gown. That was one of the options for this. And I'm like, it's not special enough. I'm going to cut it off and make it a dress. And then this came in, and I'm like, it's a little naked. And she's like, I'm okay with naked. Um, And we put it on her, and I'm like, why are we trying anything else on? I mean, it's philosophy. I, I ordered it from Italy. It, it came in. They had there was two of them because I wanted to because, of course, first day of shooting, they, people are spilling because you know extras and drinks in a, in a castle. Right. And <laughs> I saw the, the, the cranberry juice splash, and I called him. Got a second dress, but it was just it needed he you know cash Caesar and has she has to be this sort of ethereal goddess. And I thought this was sort of very sort of goddess you know Grecian inspired. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Do we have the red dress too? We do. Can we see the That's red a, dress? Oh, yeah. That was another one of my favorites. That's um, that's Temperley London, and I and again it was it was a pretty dress and it was a beautiful gown, but it wasn't special. It was like I said, eh, it's a it's a it's a dinner dress, yeah. and that's why I hacked it off. And <laughs> so you can't see the bottom, and if you didn't notice on the show, go back and rewind it, y'all. But it's an it's another high low, um, or it's, is it? It's, it's, a, a, it's a trumpet flare, and and I it did the skirts are asymmetrical, yeah. Oh. Gorge. No, we do. I do. I take. I, I do, uh, costume fashion designers probably hate me, but I take their clothes and then recut them and make them better. Ooh. It works well, a lot, a lot of the time. Works. I mean, when you can, you can. I mean, my background is costume construction. On the Mindy project, I literally took things apart and put them back together. That's why she looks so good because they were custom made to her body. They were taken apart and then remade for her body. So you were telling us about this earlier. One of the things that when you first started working with Mindy, you were like, you know, you she told you what you wanted, she wanted, but she couldn't find, and you helped her sort of. I mean, look, my background before I was a costume designer, I was a cutter fitter. I was I was a bridal designer. Um, I built Titanic. I built Stargate. I, you know. I, I made clothes and so when, as a costume designer I come to it like well how do we make this fit better and I think that anybody can take the most 
inexpensive piece of clothing, and if it's cut to fit them better, it looks so much more expensive. And with Mindy, that was a situation. It's like she, you know, she just to find the right. She, she's short waisted. She's longer legs. So you know, the proportions were always off. If they fit her, they were always off. So it was like, no, we're taking it off. We're gonna take a big chunk out of here. We're gonna sew it back together. And we're going to bring the shoulders in. We're going to make the sleeves more tapered. I mean, I think that every woman looks better. Any suit you buy off the rack, no matter what size you are, taper the sleeves, you're going to look two sizes smaller yeah. across wow. the board. Wow. But people just don't do that. And it's like a, such a basic alteration. But that's my thing is like, I need clothes to fit like they're custom made. Yeah. I one of, I told you this earlier. One of the things that one of the main one of the reasons I watched the Mindy project is because of the clothes. Because of her, because I'm obsessed with her and I've read all her books like eleven thousand times, but whatever. Um I but the clothes that that Mindy wore on that show, because you don't get to see women who have women's everyday like have bodies, like normal bodies, in fabulous clothes. And on that show, Every episode was a win, and ev- there was color. And it was, and and if you're not, if you're not a size two in this business, you don't get to wear fabulous, beautiful colors. You don't get to to wear crazy patterns and whatever. And that, I, so it's a beautiful gift to to women of all sizes to get to see. And it was a gift to be able to do that. I mean, you know, Mindy would start, I remember the end of like season one, we had all these clothes left over and she's like, oh, there's all these clothes, we're not going to use them. And she's like, oh, I'm going to put a montage in. So she added a montage with like 14 changes. And then she's like, oh, I sort of like that. Let's start doing them. And then and one episode of the Mindy Project, she changed 32 times. Wow. And mind you, it's a half an hour show. Yeah. It's only 22 minutes of film. She changed 32 times. Yeah. It was about, we just, and so, and it wasn't with like, here's your t shirt and jeans, like, here's your dress, your shoes, your jewelry. I mean, it was just, her closets were vast. Wow. Um, and she very smartly bought a big chunk of it because it was all cut to her. And where else in the world is she going to find that much couture to her size? Absolutely. And I love it. In one of her books, she talks about like going to, um, you know, photo shoots and, and the dresses are not in her size or whatever. And I and I feel like, power to the people, Mindy. <laughs> you show them how it's done, girl. So, this last, the last piece, picture I wanted us to talk about was this skirt. This is the gold skirt that I said I cannot pull off. <laughs> Tell us about this skirt, uh, You know, it's funny. There were so many great outfits that are on camera for seconds. And it breaks my heart. I mean, this the, the shirt has little tiny gold crystals on it. The the skirt's leather. I don't remember brand. Sorry, it's been a couple. It's been a year. Um, but you know, we have a, and and it's. I spent lavishly on things that we saw for minutes. But at the same time, like she we she came to town early, like three months before we started shooting to look for an apartment. And since we're friends from the Mindy Project, we went shopping and we bought quite a bit of clothes. And then I was able to take her to Suzanne Neville for the bridal gown. And because she came to town early, and we were able to get Suzanne to make that dress, that first wedding gown is spectacular. But it's a six-month wait. I happen to get they get to do it for me in six weeks because she came early. Wow, that's a huge turnaround. Oh my god, so fast. So let's talk about what. I'm sorry, I took all the questions. No, I didn't let you enter. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just was on my thing. No, take it away. One, I, I also want to ask. I want to ask you, what is the budget like for what? What was your budget for costume here? <laughs> um, I don't know. If I can say. Um, um, I, we had it was a bougie. It was I. We had ten episodes, and I spent about a million dollars. I mean, there was a lot of labor in that because there was all of the sewing, and, and there was a lot of that was labor. But I mean, I. But yeah. he's he's earned that, you know. Yeah. Just so you guys at home know, he worked on Pitch Perfect one, two, and three. He did all the wardrobe, Liz and Dick, the Mindy Project, Goosebumps two, Think Like a Man one and two, Veronica Mars, Drumline. He worked on Titanic. The list goes on. He's just did four weddings. 
Are you allowed to tell us if you're working on any current Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, I've been working for Mindy Canning on and off for eight years. Um, so when this project came up, um, she's like, I want what you did for the character of Mindy Lahiri in the Mindy Project for the entire cast. So I was given an edict to make everybody fabulous. And so in order to do that, they had to give me the funds to... To make it happen. To make it happen. And mind you, on top of that, that sounds like a lot of money. But remember, I had a massive cast. They had probably a thousand changes. And then I had four weddings to do in that. So if you look at it, it's not that much money. I was actually yeah. kind of frugal. Yeah, yeah. Million dollars. <laughs> four weddings. Yeah, four mass. And the first wedding was three hundred and fifty people, and I dressed ninety percent of them. Wow. It was you know, wow. it's, and 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 you'll see the next wedding. I dress. Oh, I dress everybody at the second wedding too, because of course the, you can't really see them, but they're like floral suits and sequins and sparkle, and we just. Extras came like, here's my nice black suit. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. But now I'm also working on Mindy's new show called Never Have I Ever that is loosely based on her growing up as an Indian teen in America. And so it's three interesting teenage girls at a high school in Sherman Oaks. Here for it. <laughs> you, will, you will be watching. Oh, I will be. It's definitely. pretty fun. Yeah. And can you speak on like finding, um, you know, your team in London? Because I know you mentioned that was a little bit difficult. <laughs> it for was, you. you know, I think it was a gift. The job was a gift from the universe. A friend of mine had met a brand liaison, getting her nails done, and she's like, "Oh, a friend of mine's a cosmetologist. You should know him." And so she gave me her number. Um, I sort of called her, like, you know, what brands you work with, how do we work, and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the conversation, I'm like, by the way, do you know anybody? Because I'm looking for crew. And she's like, oh, my best friend Hannah Campbell is an assistant. Um, she works for Annie Hardy, and so she gave me Anna's, Hannah's number. And we bonded on the phone in the first meeting, and her best friend was available to supervise. And the team just sort of grew from there. And Hannah is a stylist in London, turned assistant costume designer. So she knew every single store in London. And, you know, in L.A., we're spoiled. There's studio service. I know whoever Macy's. I've been shopping this town for 20 years. I know, like, the back of my head. I've been to London as a tourist. I knew Harrods. And I foolishly <laughs> thought that I'm going to spend... I didn't go to Harrods. That's not true. I bought gloves at Harrods one time. <laughs> because it's not really for shop fashion. It's for tourists. Um, but Hannah knew, like, every dress shop. And, you know, we would, every, we would walk into every store, and the salespeople would hug her. I'm like, oh, this is a good sign. Because you need that sort of support. Wow. But, you know, I was at... Sel- I mean, we would go to Selfridges, fill up the car to capacity, drive it to the studio, and then drive back. And we had so much clothes. Wow. So much clothes. It just didn't end. Love it. That sounds like my dream life. Um, so, Eric, you and you and Salvador knew each other. Knew yeah, each so other before he's we just came here. a big reason of why I was able to come to L.A. He gave me my first job here on the Mindy Project. Wow. So, my PA month. So I worked with him on Pitch Perfect 3 and in Atlanta. That's where I'm from. And I'm like, I've always wanted to move to L.A., and he's like, well, why do it? Yeah, don't, don't talk about it. Come now. I'll give a job. <laughs> so, that is so great. Yeah. That is an amazing... This is a very, yeah. very surreal moment for me. That's why I'm kind of just <laughs> taking Aww. it all in. It's so... I, I do, too. I have all the, like, warm fuzzies now. <laughs> Guys, we're out of time. We've gone too long. We have so much more to discuss. We're going to see if Salvador will come back. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, like, put him on the but spot right now. Jail. But I'm going to Hulu jail. But, guys, it was really great to hang out with you again. I'm Nikki Bailey. You can find me on all the social medias at Nikki Bailey underscore. Marielle. Hey, guys, you can find me at Marielle underscore Turner on all social media. Eric. You guys can find me at Eric Sinsley on all social media. And where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, Salvador Perez Costumes. It's been a blast, After Buzzers. We'll be back here next Wednesday night. Please join us for After Buzz TV. Good night, guys. After Buzz TV. I want to
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.